welcome to WebBiz 100. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to share this new podcast with you. For the past decade, I've had the privilege of getting to know so many talented and generous wedding professionals across the U.S. More than any other single industry, weddings is one of the most challenging. The stakes are high, the emotions are a roller coaster, and let's face it, the audience is in constant refresh. But there is so much that we can learn from each other, and I believe a rising tide lifts all boats. WebBiz 100 is 100% real conversations with change makers and innovators in the industry, sharing their stories and actionable tips for success. Today I'm chatting with Jason Janai from SCE Entertainment. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Bernadette. Good morning. How are you? What is up? How are you? I'm good. How was I'm so sorry I missed your amazing party. How was it? I wish you came. We had a great, a great evening. I had a lot of people come in and I had a friend or two pop in and do some a surprise performance. And we had a who were they? Thing. Tell me, tell me. I had a fat man scoop was my main um, guest. Um, I also nice. had Encore, who's like a really good friend of mine, who's like one of the most talented DJs I know, come in and play. And then I had I had some of our live musicians play alongside our team. Was- okay, so what time did you get home? That's what we really want to know. I actually was, a, I, I left my party at 1230. I, okay, I, look I, at you. I, I left like an adult. I was, I was responsible. And- <laughs> Nice. I, I, I excuse myself when I felt myself starting to starting to, to go off the edge a little bit. Ugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So listen, you know, speaking of special guests and people you've worked with in the past, I, you know, I was just kind of looking at your bio again, and you've worked with Cardi B and Run DMC and LMFAO and other other big artists. How did those relationships start? Because I know a lot of people want to know, especially those in the industry that maybe haven't been as in the in the business as long as you have. So how did those kind of relationships start? Um, I think some of the, well, some of the relationships I have are, 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 I guess were started because of, I guess, similar appreciations for certain things. Right. And then also like opportunities at specific events. Right. Like, so, um, some of the people I've like someone like Red Foo from LMFAO, I developed a relationship with him, um, um, through some people that I'm associated with. Um, through like the remix world, but also like, got I, it. I also grew in a relationship with him. We share a lot of mutual friends, but um, mo- the mobile beat Las Vegas um, show really put our heads together a-, a number of times. And, and, you know, after getting to spend some time with him and like, we kicked it, we realized like how many people like, like close homies we share, you know, like people yeah. that like literally gave him the opportunity to be who he is. Like, are good friends of mine. And like, we just share a lot of mutual people. So it was like, you know, this person literally grew up in a, in a universe that was so different than me, but like, we do share like some commonalities. And then, you know, like we were able to kind of like for, for him specifically, like we were just, I don't know, we got together. We just got along. We got along good. You know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah. just, it was just cool, you know? So really in, in a way, a weird way, all of your natural, like authentic interests are what guided you to these people. Yeah, like I mean, like that is- certain certain people have been pulled into my world based on like the results and being consistent over time, right? Like, and then someone like Cardi B, like she's not someone I have a personal relationship with, um, but she was hired to do an event 
um, for the post game celebration for the Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, where I yeah, was. Yeah, you got to get that right? in. How to get the Eagles yeah, in. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, I got, I got, I got access to her or Diplo because of that. And, like, Diplo is someone that's inspired me over time. So, like, it was just really cool um, to take care of, you know? Yeah. So, let's actually take a step back a little bit because I think a lot of people probably know a little bit about most of your recent background, like, I don't know, 2012 to now. But, yeah. you know, talk about how did you actually start in this business? I know a little bit of the story, but I'd love to know a little bit more. And I'm sure people listening would want to little, know a little bit more. Um. So, I mean, I started in this business, it was a hobby for me, right? Like I was, I, I went to school uh, in high school. I was, I was training to be like a, a collegiate wrestler. I wanted to go to school and wrestle and, and, and study like nutrition and everything. But I found music when I was in like a, a senior in high school and I was fast, I became fascinated by it. And then I became almost obsessed by it. Um, and then, you know, playing in my bedroom, becoming friends with this one or that one allowed some opportunities to open up in the nightlife world slowly. And then I just kind of like cultivated and curated like these relationships with some people. And over time, opportunities without being hungry for them just started to open up for me. And I had a lot of friends and, you know, I was able to roll kind of deep when I went somewhere. And long story short, like, as my career took off and my name became a little bit more present in the local area, it became a little bit more desirable to be working with um, or to be worked with from the eyes of like an owner or a promoter or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, I spent, um, I don't know, before 2012, I, I spent 10 years plus like in the trenches, literally like hammering out like mastering the craft and and really trying to take my time to understand you know like the 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 artistry of of what I do and it's something that I appreciate I'm a, I'm a DJ first and then everything else kind of falls after that I mean you know without being like a core DJ I couldn't see myself just as a business owner at this point in my life where you know like a lot of people in my position would solely just run their business and not perform anymore and I don't just perform like hey every once again like last year I did over 200 shows you know like I yeah play, I play a lot you know so being a student of the game i not on the on the business side and also on the craft side of the business how are you sort of spending your time because that you you know you just said you did 200 gigs last year but you know, are you splitting your time 50-50 on the gig side and on the business side? How are you splitting that time? Because, you know, you have 24 hours in a day. Yeah, I, and I literally push into the red every single day, which <laughs> is something I'm not, yeah. like, really proud of. But I think the way that I've been able to manage it is I've surrounded myself with some incredibly, incredibly awesome and talented people, um, not just from a business perspective. SCE as a, as a whole, you know, we do just about 2,000 events a year, you know. Um, and then my, my, my team here, I put the right people in the right places that, and give them an opportunity to, to excel in doing what they want to do, do things they're proud of. Um, I try to empower people to make decisions and to, and to really like help me run the business. So I have yeah. people that I do, you know, steer the ship, so to speak, but I do have people that get a lot of the work done for me and, 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 you know, they have the power to, to make some vital decisions when need be, you know, and then there's things that like, I have to step in on, whether it be, um, issues or, um, uh, like marketing, strategic decisions, placement decisions, sure. you know, financial decisions. That's really like where I focus my time. Essentially I made a list and someone, a good friend of mine taught me this a long time ago. Um, when you're pressed for time, you make a list of all the things you love to do and make a list of all the things you hate to do. And, 
the things you hate to do become someone else. That would be someone's job. And then you figure out like what that person's worth to you. That is such great advice. Paying for that. Who was this guy? Who who told you that? That's great advice. That's, that's, that's a shout out to Jeffrey Cyber, Jeffrey Craig Cyber, who, who's a, a partner in a $25 million plus annual um, entertainment company. So it's a very, very, very powerful, very powerful one, you know? Pause. Yeah. Pause for that one. That's a great, great advice. Make the list. So, you know, you talked about having the great fortune of having great people around you. And I know that's a really big challenge for a lot of business owners. So what is the biggest lesson or lessons you've learned about hiring great people? Like how, what does that process look like for you and SCE? Um, so for me, I guess the hiring, the hiring kind of process would shift depending on the the job title or the responsibilities in question, right? Like, so I look for things that are important to me are chemistry, work ethic. I'm not looking for people to take cut corners. I'm not looking for someone that's just looking to get in to have access. Like I'm looking for someone that actually generally cares and someone that's a real human. You know, I feel like there's a lot of things you can teach someone how to write a good email or how to write a proper email or how to, how to, how to speak to a, a client or a, a, an organization or a decision maker of a party or an event. But I feel like if they don't have the it, the it is the thing that I look for. So the it changes depending on like the role that we're talking about. But sure. the it, it to me is like what you can't, teach right it's like that magic factor is that chemistry there because if the chemistry is not on point then chances are the decision being made will not be one that you'll be proud of in in the end and and unfortunate things could actually come of it you know sure well listen i i hear there's a you know there's that millennial myth right um that some of these guys aren't put, like don't want to put in the work, and I sort of see you as one of the hardest. For, you're like the Ryan Seacrest of DJs. Like you're you're always yeah, running around you. hustling, doing yeah, you're doing your thing. I mean that in the absolute best way. So, how do you really find somebody that has your work ethic? I mean, is that something you actually look for? Because you know, when you're grinding every day, it, it's hard when one person in the organization isn't really taking it to that level. Yeah, I mean, like you can push people to do things. Uh, I don't know. I feel like work ethic is one of those things that like you learn as a child, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like your family hustle, whatever. And you're right. There's, there's a terrible, 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 um, um, stereotype that goes along a lot, yeah. along with like the millennial kind of like, you know, generation and even the Gen Z stuff, you know, it's a little bit different for the Gen Z's, but like, I feel like with the millennials, they are out there and there's tons of people that want things, you know, like yeah. I have, friends that just absolutely crush it and and people i know that even work here at sce but you know just like anything you know like you sometimes have to weed and carve your way through the stuff to find the diamonds and and for me i'm all about diamonds so like i i like yeah i, I want people to be like uh, i want to i rather take my time and do some do things slowly even what the hiring process for me like if i feel like i'm not sure I give someone like a trial kind of like run at the company and then I'll make them an offer to come on board or, and that's, that's not just for like for office responsibilities. That's like even for my photo routine, because part of the SCE umbrella is not just uh, event entertainment, lighting production, you know, all that stuff. We actually have a division that does exclusive photo booths and we have photo booths with like, you know, a, a bunch of like Ariana has one in her house and Ariana has one in her, her, her mom's house, Ariana Grande I'm talking. So like yeah. we do all this crazy stuff and 
you know, I only put people in the positions when they like kind of prove that they are worthy of the opportunity to work for the company. And we take really good care of them once they come on board, you know. Amazing. So, you know, I was looking at, uh, you know, your storefront on the knot and, and your tagline is boutique influence DJ services without the cheese. And, you know, you and I have talked about this, about kind of the evolution of what we've seen in the world of DJ. So how have DJs like you and others that, you know, are in your sort of peer set, like the Brian B's of the world and the Joe Buns of the world, how are you, you guys, what are the things you are doing to change the way that couples, particularly now that we're dealing with the millennial Gen Z, are thinking about wedding DJs? What are you guys doing? Well, I, you know. Fortunately and unfortunately, there's a lot of people that do this, right? Um, and I'm not throwing my industry underneath the bus and rolling over top of them, but there's a lot of people that do this that probably shouldn't do it. Um, I've honestly spent 15 years plus of my life trying to influence a really shitty stereotype of what people associate with people that do things in my industry, right? The wedding DJ specifically. and. Yeah. You know, boutique to me means taking the time to understand what's important to someone and then crafting an experience that fits perfectly for the day. It means no preset cookie cutter basic packages, not playing the same thing every time I go and do an event. I don't play preset mixes. I don't play preset structured playlists. Like I don't do anything that's like the average. And most people don't have the ability to do that. It's not that they it's it's they don't take the time to do the work. You know, like keep in mind, like I've spent thousands and thousands of hours like working i could do more with just playing music than a lot of people can do with playing and talking you know and i don't mean sure. that like boastfully or like you know like oh this guy's a jerk like i don't mean it that way like i've literally honed my craft and i i can do a lot with music because i think if you play music at the right time the right way in the right sequence you drop the right track at the right time people will turn up and dance and have a great time if the people that that sometimes don't do that they get in the way of the music and i've honestly tried to to try to like i don't know it's a it's a thing when people walk into an event and they see a dj sometimes they're like oh, oh just a dj like like they're let down and oh, I, no. I want i want to be doper than any dj band superstar they've ever seen before and like you know like a compliment to me is not like hey this is a great vendor it's like yo how do you know them like did you grow up in the same neighborhood because it, it just felt so authentic it was real yeah. like like i don't use the douchebaggy dj voice that good evening ladies and gentlemen like i don't do that i talk like an authentic person and i feel like it works out really well you know at events you know like people literally can hone in on the bs meter and they know it's like not shtick you know yeah and i feel like people appreciate it more because so many people put on this 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 act and and unfortunately the act only will get you so far you know like sure. I, someone was asking me like what's the key to success whatever and the key to success is not getting the phone to ring once it's keeping the phone ringing there 100 100 100 you know? and i think like you said that authenticity begets more authenticity begets people that want to really hire you right well, you so, have to live it everything yeah. like your instagram has to be on point your facebook has to be on point your website has to be on point if you do a podcast like your message has to be on point things can't shift depending on who you're talking to yeah, like it's got to sure. be the same consistent story and like when people go to an event if it's like it's like you know like those uh those those apps those facetune apps and all these different things and like yeah. <laughs> people use all this stuff to make themselves look better but it's not authentic so like you can use you know it's like it's like that catfish thing right like sure. oh, this is what i look like this is what i look like then you finally go on the date and the person's like 30 
five pounds heavier or 35 <laughs> pounds thinner or like their hair isn't black it's gray yeah. it's like like when you when, when you are not what you say you are like I feel like people today and in, in, in the world we live in today they are literally groomed yeah. to see like the Ryan Seacrest of performance they're 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 going to Las Vegas and they're seeing Calvin Harris perform live they're seeing all these people that are insanely talented and like they expect more out of it. And that's yeah. one, of my, one of my taglines is expect more, you know, and that's never settle. Like, you know, yeah. some people just settle for like, Hey, this is what my cousin used and my sister and my brother. And this guy's yeah. been doing our parties for 30 years. Well, it doesn't mean he's doing a good job if he's been doing it that long. If yeah. he's not relevant anymore, you know? So how, so how do you live up to the expect more? Cause I think it's really interesting that you talk about that, but you're also, you know, juggling a lot. You got, you got your business, you got your kids, you got your interests, you got your travel hustle. So it, when you're when you're really pushing the idea of the expect more, how are you find are you finding balance? Is that even possible? I don't even think balance exists. I, I honestly don't believe it it does. I think my the way I find sanity and my balance, especially like with my kids, is trying to be in the moment when I have the opportunity to be in the moment, right? Like yeah. so like put the phone down and, and shut it off for, for a half hour because 30 minutes of uninterrupted dedicated time is better than three hours of half, half paid attention time. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so I just try to enjoy where I am and where, what I'm doing and my life, I don't think has ever been so complex as it is right now. And, and it's not a bad thing. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm adapting here. I am, you know, I just yeah. had a birthday. I don't even want to say how old I am, but come like, on, I, no, no, I, come on. You can, no, no. you can own that. Let's do it. Come on. But, I'm 48. But, oh, but, oh. But, but, but literally it's like, you know, when you hit, let's say when you hit 40, you know, like okay. things, things kind of get a little bit complex. And like when you, when, when you're doing these events, right? Like, okay. So I just turned 42. So, so like, you Still know, a like baby. Still I'm a 20, baby. Come on. 26 in my mind. Right. But like yeah. my issues in life and hustle and everything, my business is growing, right. We're doing more events. I have incredible people around me here, which is awesome. But like the needs of your family are different. You know, the needs of you as a person are different. If you have a personal relationship, it's different. Like everything requires time and there is only 24 hours wow. a day. So yeah. for me, I wake up at whatever time I wake up, I try to hit the gym every day. And like literally I'm doing text messages and, and returning voicemails and emails while I'm doing cardio. Like I don't have, I'm so fragmented and I just try to get whatever done when I can. You know what I mean? But yeah. I hold it all together and I, I encourage people to, to not accept the average. Like I try to inspire my couples to think bigger, to dream bigger, to do doper stuff, to like, if, if this is the limitations of what that is, like, let's figure out a way to make it even bigger or better or different as long as the financial support it. Right. And yeah. like people now, you know, like a production based DJ company is not something that didn't really exist, you know, 10 plus years ago. So like, people that were accustomed to having bands and there's nothing wrong with bands. There's a lot of insanely talented bands, but there's a lot of bands that like are missing the mark too. You know what I mean? And people that are spending 10, 15, 20, $25,000 on a band now are looking for like marquee level entertainment. They're looking for more of like an entertainment experience where you put a, a profile like marquee level private event DJ. You could do like world-class production around it. You have all these different layers of performance professionals come in whether it's uh an electric violin during dinner or this or that or whatever and like you can create this like show like experience 
that that people are like jazzing to it's in line with like the current trends in the nightlife industry and like what people are seeing if you look at las vegas people aren't going to see like the bands in the in the clubs they're not going to see magicians anymore they're going to see these like profile celebrity djs everywhere the day party is dope you know like the the night parties are dope like everything is good but everything's geared around the dj at this current state of the industry this current time you know so it's a good time to be in it right it's a good time to be in it. i waited a long time for it to be like this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so let's talk let's talk about how you built your brand so you know i know that you've you, you again you're not settling you're trying to push the envelope mm-hmm. how was your evol- brand evolved over time particularly I, I would love you to talk a little bit about how that has evolved as your customer has evolved and how you built up this whole big production side of the business as well yeah i mean like oh, i i think one thing about branding and i often have the opportunity to speak about branding it's the things that i think people sometimes miss in our business as a whole is they kind of like frame themselves into what they're doing now or what they have done not where they're what they're what they could be doing or what they want to be doing right so like I think like one of the things that for me, I've always tried to think forward. I've always tried to stay in line with the current trends of what my industry is doing. And I want to be the first to do a lot of things. So my brand from a personal level might be a little bit more edgy. My brand from a company level is more like polished, professional. We just do dope parties for dope people. Right. And then like, the cross between the two is my personal brand kind of like pushes into my business brand. So one thing at SCE that I've done in terms of evolving the company as a whole is I've inspired every one of my full-time DJs or every one of our DJs to, to, to have their own individual brand and to kind of like, kind of like build their own almost like sub small business underneath the umbrella of SCE and for those that are listening that don't know, SCE Event Group is my company. So if I say SCE, that's what I'm referring to. So like SCE has now, you know, 12 to 16 individual brands that push up underneath it, you know, but like you have the security of the overall company, but then you have like the individual brand of the talent that'll be at the event because we offer different things. I'm not someone that hires a group of guys and trains them one way to do something. I want people to embrace their own strengths and weaknesses. I have guys that are really good on the mic. I have guys that are maybe not so good on the mic. I have guys that so, one guy that so, wants to do this, one guy wants to do that. So I let everyone kind of like exploit the things that are they're really good at. And that usually attracts specific clients for that, you know? Yeah. So how do you, so let's talk about that. So you're encouraging people to kind of find their own little like sub brand, but mm-hmm. how do you, how do you deliver feedback when maybe they're kind of edging on the, like, you know, you're saying no cheese, right? Yep. So you meet, you're working with somebody, they might be edging towards cheese. How do you work with that? How do you sort of communicate that in a way that's still motivational and that still gets them to be, you know, still a part of the umbrella brand of SE? Well, we do have like one guy or so here that has the ability to do a lot of that interactive stuff. And not that I yeah. think that that's cheesy. I don't, I, cheesy to me is like the painful, if you ever saw that guy that like is playing conga and he starts like hammering the girl's like chest on the stage it was like a youtube viral video like oh, years ago that's like terrible like saying okay. the wrong thing and like you yeah. know like to me that's like the painful stuff you know like everyone has like their own shtick right so like our brand is is really strong right and our presence is really strong i think on the wedding wire platform alone we have almost 1800 reviews on the not platform we have i don't know six or 800 reviews and then on google we have another six or 800 reviews you know like 
we have we we, we do a lot of work and I, I think that the whole thing kind of dialing it back to the boutique experience is like there's not one way to do it so like my team the only thing that we do that's very similar is we all take the time to understand what we're kind of who we're working for and then Got we, it. we leverage the ability to totally customize so like that's something in my eyes that's never been done before you can't do boutique level entertainment at scale boutique level entertainment is usually like a one a, a single operator or like two guys that just or two girls that just do like great parties like for me i'm all about growth at volume and i want to i want to be able to run the scale but i want it to be like individualized every single show so like you could see our instagram platform on a saturday night and see you know 10 different wedding experiences and each wedding is going to be so sickly different visually in terms of services but also like the music session, hey, this one's Italian, this one's doing country music, this one's all hip hop, this one's doing throwback hip hop, this one's doing all EDM stuff, you know, like, sure. and it's like, and this one's like that, that traditional kind of like feel with like modern style, right? So that's like the, the fun classics, you know, like the wedding staples or standards, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when you go through the portfolio and you look at the whole team, you look at the whole company, I feel like people gravitate to who they, who they care for, you know, people gravitate yeah. to the things that they, the people that they want to work with. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's such an interesting concept, boutique at scale. I mean, to, to do 2,000 events, is a, it's huge, Jason. It's I huge. Mean, and we, we do things not just in a wedding space. We also do fashion and retail. Yeah. And we have partners like Bloomingdale's where we do entertainment for nine different Bloomingdale stores. Like, I mean, like we do, because they know they can come to us and it doesn't matter who the designer is, who the, what the retail sale is, what the fashion show requirement is and we'll build it for them and like yeah. it's just it's afforded us a lot of incredible opportunities and then yeah on top of it we have the nightlife portfolio and like you know like myself and some of the people that work at my company we we perform in some of the biggest clubs in the country you know yeah. what i mean like it's crazy you know and then and, and that's like kind of like in our spare time you know it's like, yeah. it's like like it's it's just nuts you know yeah well listen i i wanted to talk about a little bit about um something you and i discussed at lunch for a couple of, like yeah we were together like a month and a half ago yeah. um and you you told me the story uh, it was sort of along the lines of don't judge a book by its cover right you have yeah. people come into your office and you know a lot of people are looking to get those face-to-face -face meetings but a lot of the time, you know, you really have to remind your team and others that, you know, just because the way somebody looks is, doesn't determine what their budget's going to be. Can you tell me a little bit about what that what that story was about without giving up names and identities yeah, yeah. and such? Yeah. So, like, um, you know, that was a painful lesson. It's something that, like, I've learned over time because, like, I do work with people that do have budgets. But I also work with people that there is no budget. It's literally, like, just figure out a way to make it happen and then let me know what I owe you. Right? Sure. So, yeah. Over the years, I've really tried to, I love doing big, technically advanced events. I don't like, I mean, I do like doing a, a smaller party and all that stuff it, every once in a while. But like, for me, I get really energized. I get really excited. And I feel like I have the technical ability and the team behind me to do these like monster events, right? Like things that like most people just wouldn't be able to crush and run through, you know, and we do it with like, we try to do it sound great. So I've spent a lot of my time trying to position my brand properly to attract people that are looking for like services. Right. And yeah, one example is I got a, this is going back a number of years, but I got a call from a couple to come in and meet with me about a date. I was open. I was open for, and I met with them and, you know, um, 
they were super, super kind and super nice. But like when they walked into my office, they looked kind of like disheveled, you know, um, (laughs) the couple was just kind of chill. Like the parents looked like they were like literally like mowing lawns during the day. And like, (laughs) you know, they're aware of like where my pricing was, but like still, you know, like looking at this couple and, and, and looking at this, you know, people sitting, you know, the, the, the father didn't even speak English and he's looking at me and he's just saying, I just want good for my daughter. I want good for my daughter. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, you know, they're asking me for a lot of different services. So like, yeah. you know, while I'm walking with, when I first walked up to see them, I, you know, and I didn't mean this in like a condescending, a poor or a, a, a whatever way. I was just like, yo, these guys are, I don't want to waste my time because I don't have a lot of time but I don't, they don't look like my couple. They don't look like my client. They don't look like they have the money to, to, to kind of like satisfy the type of event that, that they're asking me for. Cause it's going to come in at 10 or 12 or 15 or $20,000. And I mean that like humbly, respectfully and everything. Like if you just yeah. saw people, it was just, they weren't, it was just, they had a long day, you know what I mean? And they, and whatever. So long story short, it turns out that, um, you know, like you learn over time. And one thing that I can say that I always do to this day is I try to learn and take from every situation. I always look at things as like the glass half full. I always, you know, if someone makes time for me, I try to make the time for them. And I did for this couple. I sat with them for like two hours. I put together this like massive production for them. Um, And it turns out that they ended up moving forward with me and they paid for the whole thing in cash. And they had a local family business that, thrived in a community that really wasn't accepting to like their people that were out of the uh, culture of the community, which they were, but they had earned their respect because they're hardworking people and they're just good people. And long story short, they did this, this like 12, $15,000 event. They, they wanted to pay for it in cash. Like, I mean, like it was just crazy, right? Like they went all in, but the important lesson to learn was, you know, at first when I could have just like flown through the appointment, just like very quick and whatever, I didn't give them my time. Instead, I did give them my time. I talked to them. I, I kind of expl- explained things thoroughly and they ended up moving forward with me. It's funny. They actually voiced me after they moved forward that they went to another venue that I have a relationship with and they wanted to work with that venue, that property so bad. It was like exactly what she wanted. But the person in the sales role there was almost condescending to them, probably because of the way they looked. Um, And they ended up not moving forward with that venue. Instead, they went to another venue that was the complete opposite. And then they spent like something like dollars to to change the look of the space so that it almost mimicked the space of the venue they originally went to. So the lesson here is like if someone, if you communicate to someone like, hey, this is where my pricing is and all that. And they actually take the time to meet with you, whether it's via, via phone, in person, you know, whatever, however you do your sales, like take the time to give them your time because you never know what the social and economic kind of like setting of that family is. You don't know what they're capable of doing. And like, you never can judge a book by the cover because if you do, you could only, you could almost be setting yourself short or selling yourself short. Like I, like I almost did, you know, and I'm glad I learned, I learned a very like humbling. Yeah. 100%. Ever. One thing my father told me growing up is like, you you know, you, 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 you treat the people that work in the kitchen, that clean the bathrooms, that hang your paper towels in the bathroom, the same way as you treat the person that owns the building, because you never know who 
and where people are going to go in their life. So you always try to treat people with respect. You always try to, you know, look people in the eye and say thank you and, and be courteous because I've seen it over my time where people were, you know, uh, they were a server, but they were the owner's son or the owner's daughter, or they were the bartender, but they were connected to the family that that owns the property that you're at, or they want, they later become the general manager of a property or the director of sales, yeah. or it. you know what I'm 100%. saying? hundred percent. You never know. Yeah. Well, are, everybody you treating know. each other with respect in this business can only help, right? It can only help. So I want yeah. to talk about two more things before I let you go. So the first is you're celebrating your 10 year and you're doing this big sweepstakes. Talk about that. So I wanted to do something cool and I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah, this is my, in May of 20, uh, of, of, of 2009 was when I officially made the jump from being an engineer and doing this part-time to doing this full-time. I left my full-time path working for at and to focus on creating a business that I didn't really know what was going to happen. And I thought if I could do it for a year, I wouldn't want to regret it when I was 50 looking back saying like, Hey, I was the greatest thing that never was, but I, um, you know, it turned out and luck rolled in my favor, hard work rolled in my favor, and we've been given a lot of opportunities. So celebrating 10 years, I want to do something really dope. So I came up with this cool Instagram-based scavenger hunt contest. We just announced the winner last week. That's amazing. And um, I gave away a $10,000, like, entertainment kind of, like, um, exclusive kind of experience. And uh, the people that won it, they happen to be too really really nice people two hardworking teachers that oh, are like in the early years it. of the teaching profession teachers so teachers rule i love it they it's like they they you know they it, i can't even, i literally i'm looking at a card on my desk that i just got from them i didn't even open it up yet but they were like literally like in tears when i gave it to them and they were just so like, you know, it's just, it's cool. So we did this whole like Instagram thing with all these different call to actions. And I was trying to build, build my social profile even further on Instagram and trying to get to 30 K followers, but, um, going up and down yeah. and, you know, um, it, it was just a really, really, really interesting experience for me. And it was a cool way to just, I love the story. I love people's journeys. I love the story. I, I think that's one thing that make that keeps this industry super fresh for me is like, every couple has a different story every couple has a different journey every family is different and like i love learning about the culture and i think as a dj specifically and, and, and same with like photography and cinema and all that stuff like you truly are a student of culture if you do this full-time in this business and you're like really like you live it you have to be a student of yeah, culture you absolutely know? so the other thing i want to ask you about because obviously there's so many literally gold nuggets in this broadcast. I mean, you have so many, so many pieces of great advice. I know that you and others are really pushing the envelope, trying to get like-minded DJs to get together once a year. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing on the DJ collective side? Yeah. So, um, Brian B, Joe Bunn, who you mentioned earlier, and I started this little kind of like organization called the DJ collective, where we bring like-minded individuals together and we basically kick it for a couple of days, share some content and, and just um, give people the opportunity to not only network, but to learn, to grow and to experience something a little bit different, something that's a little bit more boutique influenced and something that's also a little bit, uh, it's like a one-off. It's more of like a couture level DJ experience where it's a select group of people. We're not putting thousands of people or hundreds of people into seats. Like we're literally looking at everyone's profile, seeing what they bring to the table. And then we're bringing people together that 
are not just wedding DJs. We're bringing corporate DJs. We're bringing um, fashion DJs, club DJs, remix DJs. We're bringing all these different people in together and and literally smashing smashing the heads together and bringing in some really talented people like yourself to share kind of like some social norms, some some current status of the trends in the business and and to do things that are gonna inspire everyone to either learn, to grow, or to be better. And that's called the DJ Collective. So if there's any DJs that are listening to this and you are looking to take your business to a whole nother level and you're interested in being considered to be part of this thing, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to hit me up. Um, you can email me, Jason at SCE Event Group, and I'd love to like hear from you. Um, you can also hit up Brian B or uh, DJ Joe Bond. Now that's the one thing I have going on and my other project going on right now is um, we just announced the Complete Wedding DJ, and that's like a masterclass level course that I'm going to be um, uh, delivering coming this November, fourth quarter of, of, of 2019 is when we're going to do our first class. It's out of uh, Digital DJ Tips, which is the world's largest universe for um, the world's largest universe for education for the DJ industry. Um, there's a production class, there's scratching class, there's all different stuff, but I lined up with the, with the crew over there and we're going to be doing a master class, which I'm really, really excited about because this is something that doesn't really exist today. And it's going to be like, really like coaching. And, and it's just something that I think could help a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Talking about branding, talking about marketing, talking about, you know, some of the obstacles yeah. to avoid when you're setting up a business, talking about how to take your business to the next level, how to think strategically, investments, all this different stuff that sometimes gets overlooked is what we're going to be focusing on. And um, there's going to be a curriculum and it's going to be pretty intense. And there's going to be weekly check-ins and there's going to be weekly assignments and there's going to be an online kind of like universe for people to collaborate and, and to kind of learn together. These are all things that I'm working on and something that I'm so, 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 so pumped that about. That sounds so amazing. Those are two educational platforms. And then of course the not pro stuff and um, you know, the, all this good stuff that we have going on with, 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 with our yeah. universe. So when, when are you <laughs> taking a nap, Jason? Cause listen, like, it doesn't sound like you're going to have any time downtime until 2020. Well, yeah, yeah, 2021. Well, listen, thank you so much. This was great. I'm excited about all the things you have going on and we'll see you at a not pro event soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. And, and if anyone is on here and wants to link up, I'd love to like, Lake with you on Instagram. That's the only platform yeah. I pay attention to now. So just find me on there at Jason John I or at SCE Event Group. And, and uh, if there's anything I can help anyone with, I'm down, whatever, whatever I can do to help anyone. Yeah, he I'm, means I'm, it, I'm everybody. In. All right, Jason, have a great day. <laughs> thanks. All right, thank you so much. Take care now. Thank Bye. you. Okay, thanks.